there were six words that completely changed how McDonald's sold food that played a huge role in their success becoming the biggest fast food business in the world. Those six words that they used were, would you like fries with that? And then eventually there were upsells to a meal deal, right? So you could, um, in you know, one quick order, even with a number, just pointing out a number on the menu, you could get fries and a drink and you know, all that good stuff, right? All of that was about making it easier to buy, making it easier to buy more. Well, today I'm gonna go like in a completely different direction and talk to you about why you might wanna make it harder to buy from you, why you might wanna make it harder for someone to buy from you and why it would benefit you. In fact, I'll share four specific reasons why making it harder to buy can benefit you. So first, we often focus on making it easier to buy. So as copywriters, one great thing that we can do to make it easier to buy to increase our sales is make sure that our message has more clarity and less confusion. Confusion kills sales, right? And you wanna be as clear as possible about what, get, what someone is getting, why they should want it, why they should get it, all of it, how to get it, what the process is gonna look like. As they, all of that clarity can increase sales. And that's great, right? Removing friction to get to the sale, like any kind of friction that's put in place. So for example, Amazon completely changed the internet when they added a buy now button. And that buy now button, where you could just do a one-click purchase from Amazon. Now, they've, they've had to actually add a little bit of friction there for a few like legal reasons and you know not having to deal with uh, refunds and kids actually pushing the buy now button and all that stuff, right? But removing friction at the sale, making it easier for someone to buy, well, they can spend more with you. And that's great, like spending more. Right? Anything that we can do to increase the ease or the speed of the transaction, right? So for example, um, Stripe. Stripe can save payment data. So when somebody returns to your site, it's easy for them to purchase. Or you add PayPal and somebody doesn't even have to enter their credit card information. They just have it saved in PayPal or you know saved elsewhere, right? Uh, Amazon being another good example there, but you could save your credit card with Amazon, and if it was trusted, you could you you would just then you know be able to purchase online quicker and easier, right? All of these things can increase conversion rates, the 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 money that people spend with you, all of that. That's all a good thing, right? Um, yes, oftentimes, usually, but you know, I was I was talking to a client recently, and they were they were actually talking about how they wanted to make it harder to buy, how they benefited sometimes when they made it harder to buy. And sometimes it does make sense to make it harder. Um, you know, some things that you can do, you can increase the number of form fields on any kind of form that someone has to fill out as part of the purchase. Well, that's making it a little bit harder to buy. Adding an application or screening to your sales process, that's, that's also making it harder to buy, like making it, you know, putting up barriers in, in front of your prospective customers, hiding the ability to make a purchase. So, so making it not be uh, something that is very publicly visible 
right? I have some things that are hidden behind, you know, you have to speak with me or, or whatever before you can make a purchase. Increasing the price also makes it harder, right? Um, uh, adding friction ahead of conversion steps. So maybe there's an extra click that somebody has to get through. Maybe there is an extra like, there's, there, there's a button that they have to click or a, a checkbox that they have to click indicating agreement with something um, as part of that. Lots of different things that you can do. And these are just like tactically how to make it harder to buy. Uh, but, but, but why, right? But why? Well, I'll share with you four reasons today. It's maybe not all the reasons, but it's four good reasons that making it harder to buy can benefit you, starting with reason number one this concept called framing. Now I'm using the language consistent with how it's used with uh, NLP or neuro-linguistic programming. Basically, when we see a piece of art, like if we saw a famous painting, but it was, it was rolled up in a tube and it was um, just kind of pulled out in you know some dusty storage and we might open it up and we might look at it and we might say, okay, that's an interesting painting. But if that same painting is put inside a very nice frame and it is put maybe at one end of a big room in an art gallery and the lighting is just right and all of that, it impacts our experience of that piece of art. And if we don't know that piece of art, um, you know, if we don't know the quality of the piece of art and the history of the piece of art, even history, the story that's told about a piece of art is a type of verbal framing that's different from that physical framing, right? But our experience is going to be different finding this painting in a dusty attic versus having it framed in, a, in an art gallery, right? And so that's the same idea that we're talking about here. We are framing messages. We are framing people's understanding. We are putting our service, for example, in, in a frame, and people are going to experience it differently based on the frame or lack thereof that we give around our service, right? And making it harder to buy is a form of framing. And it actually taps into a couple different, well, I have three different frames here that are very valuable in the context of selling. One frame is neediness versus abundance, neediness versus abundance. And this probably for service providers is, is one of the most valuable things that you can ever learn. If you come across as incredibly needy when you try to sell your services, it is very, very, very difficult to sell your services. If you come across as you need the, the, the deal, the check, the, the project, the client agreement, whatever, they don't want to buy from you. They don't want to buy from you if you come across as needing it. Because the perception is if you are good, you don't actually need it. If you're good, you don't actually need it, right? And so if your mindset is one of neediness, and so you make it as easy as possible for someone to get a hold of you, for someone to call you, you know, you're available 24 seven, they can call you, they can text you, you can whatever, um, you'll start work without them even sending the check. Um, you're gonna reduce the price to make it easier for them to buy. Like all of these things convey a sense of neediness and they're not going to want to do business with you. 
versus one of abundance where you have an abundance of opportunity, an abundance of resources already, so you're not in desperate need of the checks or whatever that they're gonna send you, an abundance of demand for your time, for your services, all of that. Therefore, you can make it harder. Uh, they, you know, it's kind of counterintuitive, but they want you more. And we'll talk about that more in a second reason. But you are communicating that you are, that you have abundance and that you don't have need neediness or desperation, right? Um, and that makes you more attractive. It makes your services more attractive. Making it harder to buy can benefit you. Um, another frame that this taps into is an authority frame, right? If it is hard to buy from you, it's probably because you have some sense of authority. If you're hard to get to, if you are um, not just taking anybody's money, it's probably because you have some, some authority. And that makes you more attractive. It makes buying from you whatever you're offering more attractive. And there's also this, this prize frame. And um, Oren Kloff, in his uh, Pitch Anything book, he talks about the prize frame quite a bit. If you perceive what you are offering as the prize, and they have to compete to win the prize, to get the prize, if they have to earn the prize, presumably it's going to be harder to get that, right? versus you getting their money being the prize, in which case you're going to want to make it as easy as possible for them to give that to you. Like, these are all coming at the same general emotional feeling, I think, all coming at the same idea, right? But it's all about tapping into this, like, if it is harder to buy, it's probably worth more. If it is harder to get, it is probably worth more. And that's, whether that's right or not, that's how our brain works. And if our brain works that way, it's going to increase their desire for what you're offering. My sleight of pen copywriting course goes into this kind of stuff in a lot more detail. You know, it's targeted at copywriters, but it applies no matter how you're delivering the selling message. That link will be in the description. Reason number two for making it, that making it harder to buy uh, can benefit you is it increases the lead quality. This was actually one of the things that was being discussed with that client I was talking about, that the quality of person, uh, the quality of lead that comes to you when you make it harder to buy tends to be higher because it is the people who want it so much that they will go through more obstacles, more roadblocks to get it, right? It also for forces thinking about the purchase decision before you are dealing with them before they're taking up your time. And so if you're making it harder on them, as opposed to making it as easy as possible, like McDonald's doesn't want you to think when they say, would, would you like that to be a meal? Would you like the meal deal, right? Would you like the meal deal? They even make it rhyme, uh, which kind of shuts down the, the logical thinking in our brain. Um, but they say, would you like the meal deal? They don't want you to think. They just want you to say, uh, yeah, yeah, that looks good. But if it is a higher ticket, if you're more interaction with the client, um, if it's if working with quality leads is going to significantly make your life better, well, making it harder to buy can can screen out the lower quality leads before they get to you, right? And so that's another reason why you might want to make it harder to buy. Reason number three, making it harder to buy can benefit you is positioning. Now this 
again, like so many of these kind of are tied together, right? There are different ways to come at the same idea. But if you can increase your, like whatever it takes to increase your positioning is probably going to benefit you in terms of how clients treat you, the relationship that you're going to have after the sale, all of that, right? If you make it harder to buy, there is a perception that you are worth more. Dan Kennedy teaches this as takeaway selling. Um, it is you know, taught by other people under other terms. But the whole premise here is that uh, if you are, if you're just trying to make it easy for someone to buy, the perception is that you are not, um, you are not in the valuable position there. Versus if you're making it harder for them to get to you, harder for them to buy, the perception is that you are in a great position there and they want to be a part of that. And so you could, you could offer a bunch of valuable information and encourage them to want to seek out services like yours but then you say but i'm actually kind of i'm kind of booked up i'm kind of hard to get to um in terms of actually working with me well it, it's a difficult proposition right making it harder to buy it makes them more interested in you um, and it taps into our desire to have what is exclusive, our desire to have what is scarce, right? So exclusivity and scarcity are, um, they're, they're a part of this positioning soup, right? That is our reason three. Reason number four, making it harder to buy can benefit you is um, it's about controlling supply and demand and, um, and controlling the quality of the client that comes through to you. And so if you make it harder to buy from you, you can, you know, and on some level, on some level, it may seem like, okay, you're, you're increasing the supply or reducing the demand, right? But if you are, if you're doing this well, the perceived demand for your services will increase. And this is all about perceived demand and perceived supply. So even if you go from, you know, five people to two people being actually through this entire process of whatever is required, like whatever the harder is, right, uh, that's required of them to buy from you, the perceived demand is higher even if it's only two people that got through instead of five in some easy way. And so any supply that is available, they will want to grab up. And um, because you made it harder, because you required people to prove their quality as a prospect, as a client, before they got to you, for example, by making them apply, and only the people who are the best fit are even going to be able to have the privilege of giving you money, right? The perception is that your the demand for your services, for the supply of services that you offer, is, is high enough that you can be discerning, that you can exercise your discretion, that you can turn people away, right? And so you're taking control of that supply-demand equation, and there is the perception that you are in control, there is the perception that you are in demand, there's the perception that supply is low, and that's what makes people even more desirous of giving you money. And this is especially important for any kind of services where there's any kind of one-on-one -on -one or one-to-many um, services that are being provided 
where there is very much a limited supply of time and, and personal attention that is available. Like it's all of this is, is extra value, valuable in the context of services. It can also be valuable in the context of, of goods as well, but it's, but it's especially valuable in the context of services. So my call to action for you at the end of this episode, ask yourself how you can use this, you know, what, What's your takeaway from this? What do you need to do? Don't forget to like and subscribe so you get more content like this delivered to you. I'll include a link to the Slide of Pen copywriting course, which is available exclusively to BTMS Insiders members. BTMS Insiders stands for Breakthrough Marketing Secrets Insiders. It's my streaming library of copywriting and marketing courses. Those links are in the description for you to find out more. I'm Roy Fur, this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets, and I will see you again in the next episode. See you soon. Bye. Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.